Welcome back, folks. So election integrity may just be the most important issue we tackle because nothing we talk about matters unless we have election integrity, unless we can cut out the election fraud that I believe occurred all across this great country of ours. You know, we still have so many unanswered questions that have just been brushed under the rug by the mainstream media. You remember that truck that was allegedly driven from New York to to Pennsylvania with 250,000 ballots in it. And the truck driver says, I'm driving it to Pennsylvania. And he, he goes inside. And next thing you know, the truck's missing. Remember this guy? Let me take a trip down memory lane here and play the soundbite for you. I then drove to Harrisburg with the ballots. Usually I offload in one of the seven docks every day, but not on October 21st. I wasn't allowed to offload. That's different. I then drove to Lancaster, unhooked my trailer in its normal place, and then drove my truck to where I always park it in a nearby lot, and then I went home. The next day, it just got weirder. As I arrived at Lancaster... Yeah, it got real weird. The truck is missing. The trailer's missing, okay? No answers about that. That's Pennsylvania, a swing state. Let's move to Wisconsin. You remember the report that we got from former Supreme Court Justice Gableman, who was appointed by a Republican Speaker of the House in Wisconsin? He proved all kinds of voter fraud took place in Wisconsin, and yet this was sweeped under the rug. Joe Biden won by 20,000 votes in Wisconsin. So Gableman, according to his report, he found 250 fraudulent voters added to the rolls in 2020 in Wisconsin. He said the drop boxes were most certainly exploited. He found all kinds of money from Zuckerberg that was most certainly used to sway the election. And, uh, and all of this leads us to more voters on the voter rolls than there are eligible voters in Wisconsin. This is all in his report, all swept under the rug, and ultimately... The Speaker of the House fires him, the Republican, under intense pressure from, of course, the mainstream media. Let's move now to Arizona. Arizona had its share of problems. We just saw another slew of problems coming out of Maricopa County, no less. This time around for poor Carrie Lake, who should be sitting in the governor's mansion. She's not. Now, Maricopa County is offering up a whole slew of new election propositions of expanding, uh, expanding early voting. Uh, by the way, Arizona has a portal that these large groups, these non-government organizations, non-profits can get approved and then go on this portal and they can register as many voters as they want. You want to figure out how to get, get bogus voters registered, just open up a portal and let some big group start registering people. And Maricopa County is now in the mix with trying to change the way they run elections in that county, which is so critical to every single election that relates to this country. What is being done to push back? I want to bring in my friend, Republican Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. Senator, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Grant. I'm actually in my office at the Capitol in Phoenix. Well, Senator, you had tipped me off to this yesterday. You sent me this plan that they're pushing in Maricopa County. How dangerous is this for the people of not just Arizona, but the entire nation? Well, I think it's kind of got a two-pronged uh, approach. I think it's an attempt to look good optic-wise that they're doing something. 
And I think uh, the substance of it is uh, problematic. And so uh, we, the people, Arizona Alliance, uh, took a close look at it. And as you saw, I had several problems with it. We put this out on Twitter and it's had just, uh, I think, a couple hundred thousand hits. They want to expand early voting. They want to open the chain of custody further by allowing multiple pickups of late earlies. Uh, they want the recorder to be a nonpartisan office. Right now, you have to say if you're a Republican or a Democrat when you run for recorder. And of course, they want to allow uh, Democrats to vote in a Republican primary uh, for president. So these are all a loosening of uh, strictures, if you will, uh, with what is already problematic. And I think uh, the lawsuit for Carrie Lake is going to show when it reaches the Court of Appeals uh, a lot of our problems. Yeah. Uh, all of these pose a real issue for me. I mean, early voting now expanded. It's 27 days now. They want to basically expand it to 30 days. I'm OK right. with a little early voting. I think in Texas we do it for two weeks and it's been going that way for a long time. And and, and we figured out a good way to do it. I, I'm OK with that. But it's not voting season. I mean, it should have been Election Day, really, in a perfect world. But 30 days to vote. This just opens it up for all kinds of craziness. Well, you're absolutely right. And of course, uh, election day, when a lot of us vote, was what was problematic uh, to the extent that, you know, there were long lines at so many of the uh, so-called Republican locations. And it's as though they knew uh, we were coming and they knew that they had to uh, follow that up to disenfranchise voters. And of course, Carrie Lake's lawsuit uh, put 10 counts forward eight of which were uh, struck and only two of which were heard at the superior court level. And now she's so, going. Go ahead, Wendy. Uh, she's going to uh, the appeals court. Uh, there are three judges there. And if it is uh, turned down there or dismissed as it, as it were, then ultimately we already realize that it will be decided at the Arizona Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's probably where it's headed. I hope it gets there because something needs to be done. I mean, I believe that Kerry Lake had this election stolen from her just as President Trump did. Um, this idea about changing who can vote in the primaries. I mean, I never liked the idea of open primaries. If you're a member of the Republican Party, you vote in a Republican primary. Democrat Party, you vote in the Democrat primary. It's that simple. Uh, they want to do this in a ranked choice voting kind of style the way Alaska did. That caused all kinds of problems for Republicans, of course which is all by design. Can a county do that without the state approving it? Uh, my knowledge, uh, to my knowledge, it has to be statewide. But here's the thing. You have to ask, why is this uh, groundswell of effort being made? And we believe that it is because MAGA is so strong and so vibrant, especially in Arizona. And so this is the Uniparty uh, trying to quell MAGA. And what was really this feeling of resurgence and, and wonderful grassroots involvement was at the actual Maricopa County GOP uh, meeting last Saturday, where I spoke for a woman named Shelby Bush, who was instrumental in drafting these responses and who uh, represents We the People Arizona Alliance, a real data expert who I promoted because we need people like that in the party so that the party and the legislature can work together uh, to collaborate and get to the bottom of a lot of uh, what's going wrong. You know, what scares me, Senator Rogers, is that they're so brazen now. 
The entire country knows Maricopa County is at the heart of shenanigans in every single election season we have. And yet they come out with with this nonsense that's laid out here that literally is there to benefit Democrats. And I don't even think they care that people know it. They they are absolutely brazen. They're flagrant. They're in broad daylight. And we're just not having it. We are so united in the Arizona legislature, especially in the Arizona Senate. Uh, we still have just the one vote majority, uh, but we are, are very um, uh, together and very well led and pushing back and commanding the narrative both on the budget, on uh, empowerment scholarship uh, accounts, i.e. the uh, school voucher sort of program. We stood together yesterday, uh, the current resident uh, in the governor's seat is saying that she's going to strike these. We will not let that happen. We are standing firm uh, for our voters, and especially for me, I represent rural Arizona. I represent four counties that are not Maricopa County, and they require a strong voice. Yeah, they sure do. Um, look, you got a slim margin, you said, a one-vote margin. You've got a couple people there, Republican senators, that have real concerns over, and I think it's going to take the people making sure they hold those senators accountable. Last word. I have faith. Um, I feel really good about our caucus. We're well led by Senator Warren Peterson, uh, who I shared an office with the last two years, uh, who is a devout man of faith and, and a real family man and a real principled uh, conservative. He has been an able leader. And um, I, I'm just really encouraged by all of the senators that I'm serving with. I was telling my husband earlier today, I got many of my colleagues to co-sponsor very conservative bills that I just submitted an hour ago. And honestly, I didn't sort of feel that uh, embrace uh, these past two years. But now we yeah. are very united. You know, I, I hate to be the, the uh, Debbie Downer here, but I wonder if it's because some of those senators know those bills will never get passed because uh, they've got a governor in the White House, excuse me, a governor in the mansion there that will never sign them. So that gives them cover to go ahead and support it, knowing it'll never go through. Well, they also realized that they were sent to the Arizona Senate to represent their constituents, irrespective of whether or not the uh, resident uh, in the governor's seat signs the bills. And oh, by the way, I'm I'm a cockeyed optimist. I think Kerry yeah. Lake's going to be in the seat. And if you'll look back at the 1916 uh, court case in Arizona, where they had a de facto governor uh, for nearly a year and then replaced him with the actually elected governor, uh, there is court precedent. Well, Wendy Rogers, I hope you are right about that. That would be just amazing. It would be great for Arizona. I promise you, here's my deal. I will come out. I will buy you and your husband and Carrie Lake a, a, a steak dinner on me, and I'll be happy to celebrate that when it happens. Uh, Senator Wendy Rogers, I always appreciate you fighting for Arizonans and, and the people of this country. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you. And we have to continue to fight. We must persevere. Just remember, Al Capone was taken down on a mere tax evasion uh, allegation. So you just never know. What thing is going to break our way? You absolutely are right on that. And don't worry, we will always be fighting right here on this show, on this network, and everybody out there watching. Wendy Rogers, thank you. Thank you. God bless America. Absolutely. All right, folks. So what do we have? We had Wisconsin problems, Pennsylvania problems. Wendy Rogers spelled out the problems in Arizona. We've still got problems in Georgia. See, they're all over the place. 
we need to get this fixed. Hey, coming up next, Joe Biden says there's no reason for magazines to carry so many bullets. In his words, deer don't wear Kevlar vests. Remember that? But he doesn't understand the Second Amendment. It's not about hunting. We'll talk to Breitbart's A.W.R. Hawkins about all of this after the break. Warning, the root, the root, the root's on fire. You're about to experience the most high-octane, pedal-to-the-metal controversial show of your life. Buckle up and hold on tightly. This station is not responsible for injuries. This is Wayne Allen Root, raw and unfiltered, with America's favorite conservative rock star, direct from the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. What time is it? It's time for war! Here's your host, 100% raw truth, 100% American-made, the warrior, Wayne Allen Root. All right, the root, the root, the root's on fire. Welcome, everybody. Wayne Allen Root. We're on Unfiltered on USA Radio Network, coming to you from the house that Root built here in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right. Our guest is here, Cheryl Chumley, uh, Washington Times online opinion editor, host of the Bold and Blunt podcast and author of Lockdown, the socialist plan to take away your freedom. And we're here to talk about some of her more recent columns at the Washington Times. Cheryl Chumley, welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Wayne. It's great to be with you. What is this uh, lockdown? What is the what is your book lockdown about? Is that about the actual lockdowns or it's about future lockdowns or that's just a play on words? It's both. It was about the lockdowns that we suffered and looking ahead and more importantly how the left wants to continue those lockdowns instead of just using health fears, they want to use climate change. Climate fears. change, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked about this on the show. They have one in Australia and they have a city in England that are both doing climate change lockdowns. And it is scary stuff where they're telling you you can only go three blocks from your house. You have to have special permission. And uh, and they they check your uh, I guess they check some sort of a pass or a permit. And they have a giant, you know, thing, an arm that comes down and blocks your car. It only lifts up if you have the right permit. And otherwise, you can't drive more than three blocks or five blocks from your house. It's just it's all big brother. It's all terrible stuff stuff, isn't it? it? Yeah, and it's coming. And, you know, if I hear one more person say, well, this is America, that will never happen here, I'm going to explode, because look at what happened for over two years under the coronavirus. Yeah. And not much has changed. There are still way too many sheep out there wearing face masks in cars by themselves for some odd reason. Well, you, being that you're the Washington Times online opinion editor, I don't even know the answer to this question. Do you live in Washington, D.C. or near Washington, or you're somewhere far away? I live near Northern Virginia, so I see both D.C. and Virginia. All right, so when you drive into Washington, are, the, are people all still all wearing masks there at this late stage, in this moment in time? Not all, but enough. It's crazy. A lot. I don't yeah. understand why anyone's wearing face masks. 
I know the whole thing is ridiculous. Every you know anybody with a brain knows that the the germ that represents COVID or any other flu is is literally a thousand times smaller than the holes in the face mask. So it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. It protects you against nothing. And believe it or not, even though Vegas has never been a big face mask place, very different than the East Coast uh, or California, you know I'd say still to this day, like ten fifteen percent of the people in the hotels when I walk around have face masks on. Almost all of them are Asian by. By the way, so I mean, I guess they're they're Asian tourists, and Asians just live their whole lives with face masks on. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and there's too many people in America who want that same Asian type of culture brought here, complete with face masks nonstop, 100% of the time, especially anytime flu season or any type of sickness rolls around. And it's ridiculous, and you nailed it. You said anybody with a brain. Well, that's the problem. You know, too many people today are just conditioned to do whatever the government says, and if you argue or present an opposing viewpoint, they're ready to shut you down. They're the sheep, and they're the ones who are killing American freedom. Well, you know what the irony is? You know, the reason, as far as I could tell, the reason that Asians all wear face masks is because in China, the pollution is so bad you can see it. And you can see you're breathing in disgusting, you know, uh, polluted air. And so they wear face masks to protect themselves from getting lung cancer. But the irony is that liberals want an open border to let millions and millions of new people move into America. And eventually, you know, you and I both know, Cheryl, I've seen all the studies. I'm sure you have, too. The whole world wants to, if they could, move here. Everybody would like to move to America. There's six billion people that would like to come here. Certainly one billion of them or half billion of them could come here in the next 10 years if we leave the borders open. So our country will suddenly, instead of having 300 million people, might have a billion people and our country will have filthy air and our country will be polluted beyond belief and everyone will have to wear masks just like China. So that's the irony. Liberals want open borders. What does open borders lead to? Overpopulation and massive pollution. Yeah, but when when do you, have you ever known a liberal to draw links, right, logical links? They live solely by emotion, and they're driven just by the will of government. And they want everybody to fall in line and non-questioning, non-thinking. And just as you point out, it's not that difficult to point to the ridiculousness of what they advocate for because it just shows that they're going to achieve the opposite of what they say they want. And yet, when do you ever know liberals, Democrats, leftists uh, to be able to see the folly of their ways? Well, yeah. I mean, the best example, I think, is that I was let back on Twitter. I don't know if you know this, but I, I was reinstated to Twitter about a month ago. And, oh, yes. and Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I'm being shadow banned now as bad as I've ever been shadow banned anywhere. I, I mean, I have 130,000 fans on Twitter or followers, whatever they call it. And when I write something, like 20 people see it and like one comments. So it's massive shadow banning. So I gave a speech the other day, Cheryl, in Las Vegas uh, for the Republican women of Las Vegas. And I had 100 people in the audience, um, almost all women. And they all wanted to join. They were like, are you on Twitter? Oh, we'd love to join your Twitter page. And I said, great. Just go to at Wayne Root at Twitter. And they all got on their phones right in front of me. And every one of them said, I can't find you. So I said, that's not possible. So I go, I walk up to them. And I walked up to one of the ladies. And I said, show me your phone. Let me have it. And I put at Wayne Root. I was on Twitter, right? She was on Twitter. So I'm, I'm there. 
at Wayne Root, and like 12 things come up that are fake Wayne Root accounts and Wayne Rooney, the famous soccer player. Nothing comes up at Wayne Root. So I'm on Twitter, but I'm being shadow banned so nobody can find me, nobody can join me, nobody can hear what I have to say. It's incredible. I don't know what Elon Musk obviously doesn't know this is going on at his own site, but he's got thousands of employees and, and they're all still FX, FBI, CIA scumbags, obviously. So it's really quite amazing how liberals want no, they have no tolerance for free speech or anybody else's opinion, and they want us all to be silenced. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because they say that they're the party or they represent the people of tolerance, that they welcome all views, they embrace differing viewpoints and so forth. And we know that from time after time of that hypocrisy being showcased, that that is so untrue. And the problem is they can't stand any type of opposing viewpoint because their own viewpoints are not based on logic sound science, fact. It's all about emotion and government will and so forth. And so they crumble in the face of any type of countering viewpoint. Oh, no, no, no question. And I, you know, here's, here's a funny example. So I put out like last night, I think, or yesterday afternoon, I put out a tweet. Um, and again, I told you almost nobody can find me, but it seems kind of interesting because liberals, when they want to, can find me on Twitter. So I put out a tweet <laughs> about a 25-year-old gal yeah, from find a way right yeah 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 I, I put out a tweet about a 25 year old gal from pittsburgh pennsylvania who ran vaccine clinics to give out the covid vaccine and she died of a heart attack <laughs> and you know the responses were all liberals to me like what what's the matter with you only unvaccinated people are dying you don't know what you're talking about and then quite a few of them said you don't know that she was vaxxed She's 25 years old and she owns vaccine clinics. You're asking me if she's vaxxed or not? That could, she had a heart attack at the age of 25, like everybody else who's vaccinated is having. And you have to you have to wonder whether she's vaccinated, even though she owns vaccine clinics. I mean, it just shows you what kind of mental midgets these people are. It's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, you raise a good point, though, the idea that if you bring up any countering viewpoint still to this day about COVID, the, the vaccines, which, of course, aren't vaccines, they're shots, the boosters, face masks, social distancing, all the bull crap that we had to put up with for so many years that we now know, based on truthful data, was totally misguided and deceptive. If you bring that point up to this day, you're still attacked by those on the left, and even as the CDC itself is admitting that some of their findings, some of their science was wrong. And the FDA is admitting itself that what the big pharma companies were reporting in terms of the safety and efficacy of their shots is wrong. Yeah. Covered you still up. have leftists out there arguing. Yeah, well, don't forget, their argument would be that you don't know they're vaccinated. You know why I don't know they're vaccinated for sure? Because you don't want me to ask the parents of the dead girl or the husband of the dead girl, or was she vaccinated? But you wanted to, you wanted proof from me if I was vaccinated all day long, 24 hours a day. If I walked into a gym, a theater, a bar, a nightclub, a restaurant, a sporting event, a retail store, you wanted proof in Northeast cities that I was vaccinated. But God forbid I should bring up a person who's dead of a heart attack at the age of 25. Can you imagine the nerve if I were to ask, were they vaccinated? Oh, my God. Wayne Root's a horrible person. It's so insane. Cheryl, don't go away. Let's grab you for another segment. Can you hang on? I sure can. We'll grab you on the other side of the break. Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times online opinion editor, host of the Bold and Blunt podcast, author of Lockdown, the socialist plan to take away your freedom. By the way, it's not a plan. It's it's happening. It, it's the real thing. It's the real McCoy. They're trying to take away our freedoms, 
and our wealth and our ability to, they want to control every aspect of your life. We'll be right back. Wayne Ellery, War. The Root's on fire. By the way, uh, all my fans, uh, they all email me, WayneRoot at gmail.com. They constantly email me stories about people who unexpectedly dropped dead, died suddenly, died unexpectedly. Oh, God, I got about 20 of them today. 18-year-old athlete in Canada, college basketball player, dies unexpectedly. Theo Gibbs, 18 years old, died suddenly in his sleep at his family's Regina home on December 30th. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, baseball player. I'm looking at a picture. He's a catcher. Here he is in his catcher's outfit. Gibbs began his baseball career at the Saskatchewan Premier Baseball League's Regina White Sox before going to the Martin Sports Academy and the Regina Red Sox Academy, played collegiate baseball, blah, 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 died in his sleep at his parents' home. I mean, come on, folks. Have you ever heard of this in your entire life? It's, it's mind-numbing how many people are dying suddenly. All right, we're back with Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times online opinion editor, host of the Bold and the Blunt podcast, author of Lockdown. Uh, Cheryl, I, you know, I don't know if in Virginia, in Washington, I assume it's the same everywhere. There's just a lot of people dropping dead suddenly, and most of them are young. You can't believe it. I've never seen it before in my life. In Vegas, in the last week, quite a few people died suddenly, including business owners, including employees of casinos, and most importantly, a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old in high school both dropped dead of heart attacks. Never heard of that in my life. Yeah, and what about that, uh, the, I can't remember his name um, because I'm not a huge NFL fan. But yeah, Demar Hamlin. Right? Demar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, you know, you even ask questions about that and the left wants to shut you down. But look, we really need to dig down into the data of uh, what's taking place with all these shots and boosters. And I think there's a big cover-up going, not just by the pharmaceuticals, but by the politicians, especially the ones who are pushing the mandates and so forth. And I think it's going to be something akin to Agent Orange or the anthrax shot that was uh, pushed on the military years ago in the, in the right. 1990s. I think we're going to wait 10, 15 years, and we're going to find out all these devastations due to the shots, and there's going to be little accountability in the end. Yes, Cheryl, there's only- only one thing I can correct you on. You're not waiting 10 or 15 years. It's happening right now. There's going to be yeah. so many deaths in the next year. This year, 2023, the deaths are exploding. The die-off is accelerating. And and I have guests on my show literally every single day, doctors and uh, people who are math experts who study uh, numbers, actuary-type people for insurance companies. And they're all saying that deaths are the highest in the history of the United States and in the history of the world. And they're almost all working-age people. But between the ages of like 18 and 65. They're all dying because they were all made, mandated to get the vaccine if they worked for somebody in the year 2021 because of Joe Biden. And uh, it's a disaster developing in front of our eyes, literally a medical catastrophe. So you're not going to wait 10 or 15 years. You're going to know this year. People see so many people dying and it's only going to accelerate that I think it's going to be all people talk about. What happens when a second, a third, and a fourth NFL player drops dead on the field? You know, I mean, it's only one so far and he's lucky he's alive because he should have been dead, but he had the best medical personnel in the world standing on the sidelines, right? Other than that, Jamar Hamlin would be dead now, too, but he had great medical people there. Uh, if you're not playing for the NFL and you drop dead, you know, your heart stops while playing tennis or golf, there's nobody that gets to you within one minute to save your life. It's going to be a whole different story. 
Yeah, and let's not forget the military and how the military was forced to take these shots. And there right. have been, and I've done interviews with people who track the data in the military and the complaints and so forth uh, regarding health issues. They had massive hikes, massive increases in complaints about health-related issues, coincidentally on the heels of these shot mandates. Thankfully, the military now does not mandate the shots any longer. But what about all those military members who are suffering right now or will suffer in the years to come? You know, um, there's a show on Liddell uh, with... um Oh, God, I can't remember her first name. Uh, Emerald. Emerald Robinson. She yeah, used to be yeah, the White House correspondent. Her. Yeah. She's been on my show a few times. She's got a show in Liddell. I've got a show in Liddell. And uh, she had a guest today who's a female, 23-year-old military, uh, active-duty military, forced to get the vaccines, took two vaccines, and she's 23 years old. She's had two heart attacks. It's not normal. Nobody's ever seen 23-year-olds having two heart attacks. She was a healthy girl, and now her life is completely ruined, and nobody in the military cares. It's going on every day, Cheryl. Believe me, we're going to see this year an explosion that will make everybody talk about this 24 hours a day. Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times, online opinion editor, author of Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Cheryl, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Wayne. All right, Wayne Ellery, we'll be right back. Lindell, come, uh, Lindell TV coming up right now. Uh, just go to frankspeech.com, press on Lindell TV 2, and I'm there. So here's Joe Rogan, who is the number one podcaster in the world, by the way. I think he's got like 20 million people listening to him. And he says Biden's own staff wants to take him down with the classified document scandal. They're trying to get rid of him. Um, and Joe, I agree with you, but I think it's a two for one. I'm the only guy I know of who's been saying not only is it an inside job and Biden's own people and the deep state are trying to and the D.C. swamp are trying to get rid of Biden because they know that he just crushed them in the midterms. The only reason we didn't win by a landslide and win 60 seats is because they rigged and stole the midterms the same way they did the 2020 election. They they, they committed uh, all kinds of, of crimes uh, involving um mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and ballot drop boxes and no voter ID and illegal aliens voting and no signature match and all the same things. But most importantly, the FBI and the security agencies are stealing the elections and social media is making sure the news feed has been changed so you could only see negative about the GOP and only see positive about Democrats. Of course, elections are being stolen and they know they got to steal them because everybody is on the side now of the Republican Party and they all know Donald Donald Trump was right. The deep state is dirty and they know the deep state's trying to enslave us all. So they know it's every election is a dirty fight to try and, you know, stay in power by Democrats. And they don't know if they can keep doing it. And so they got to get rid of Trump and they got to get rid of Biden because Biden's the worst candidate in the world. And every day he gets more and more dementia. And so they've got to throw him out. This is the way to get rid of him. And at the same time, it's a two for one because this is your chance to prove that you're fair. You took down a Democrat Biden over mishandling classified documents, so it's completely fair and it's not, you know, a criminal witch hunt to take down Trump for mishandling documents, even though Trump had a right to do it and Biden as vice president never had a right. Therefore, it's, it's too, you know, comparing apples to oranges to the average person, it's not. And so this is their way to look fair. They get to take down Trump and take down Biden. They didn't want Biden anyway, and they know they can't be Trump or it's hard to be Trump. So they're just getting rid of their number one opponent.
So, and, and it's one other step beyond what Joe Rogan said. Uh, if you're wondering how you pay someone, you know, if they're president of the United States or vice president of the United States, how do you pay them off? How does China pay them? How did Ukraine pay them? What if you gave all the money to Hunter and then Hunter paid rent of 50000 a month to his daddy, Joe Biden, and, and, and it doesn't look like there's anything wrong. It's the son paying rent to the father, but maybe the house is only worth 10000 a month. Maybe it's worth 20000 a month. It's not worth fifty. So you've just handed money from China or Ukraine to Joe Biden, and you did it in a subtle way that doesn't look like... It's uh, committing fraud against the American people and the American taxpayers. It doesn't look like it's treason against America. It's just a rent payment. But by the way, not only did they, in my opinion, commit massive crimes with those overpayments, it wasn't on Joe Biden's tax returns. So it's also tax fraud. So Biden's going down. He's done. And the only question is, while he's on the way out the door, can they convict him? or force him out and convict him, therefore allowing them to then go after Trump and say, see, same thing, he mishandled classified documents, we did it fair to Biden, we're going to do it fair to Trump, and that way they eliminate the competition. That's what's going on uh, in in Wayne Root's mind, and I think uh, I've been proven right in almost everything I say on this radio show for seven years. Coming up next, Lindell TV at frankspeech.com.